0: Welcome everybody to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. I'm Dustin Rubio, part of the Limitless Leadership
1: Team and youth pastor at City Church Swansea. And I'm Tim Alford, National Director of Limitless and volunteer youth leader at the Source Church Malvern. And this is a conversation designed to help youth leaders connect, think, and grow. Welcome back everybody to the Limitless Leadership
0: Podcast. I am sitting here with my man Tim Alford, and his handsome looking beard, and James Aladaran, who is also handsome and has some facial hair going on. And um, yeah, James was with us, you were with us last month, and we were talking about uh, prayer and the importance of it for, for youth leaders. Now, let me say this now, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard last month, you need to put this on pause, you need to go back on however you're listening to this, iTunes, whatever, Podcast Addict, and you need to download that one because that is gold. James, we want to talk about now, we want to follow up in the conversation of, uh, of the importance of prayer, but how do we as youth leaders, how do we now start to get young people to, to, to be praying and having this real fruitful prayer life?
2: I, I want to start by reading a quote um... By Ian e. Bounds, who's was a long prayer.
0: Ooh, Ian e. Bounds is my guy. <laughs> yes. Nobody knows about him. Tim, have you
2: ever heard of Ian e. Bounds?
1: No, no, I've not. Ian <laughs> e. Bounds is so good. Yes. Yeah,
2: he's reading some great books on prayer. He says, the pastor, let's, use, you, let's replace that with youth leader. Okay. The youth leader who succeeds in changing his youth group from a prayerless to a prayerful people has done a greater work than did Augustus in changing a city from wood to marble. So what he's trying to say there is it's a huge work (laughs) to see a shift in people from prayerless to prayerful people. Um, However, even though it's it's, it's a big work, it is not a work that we do. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. However, we have a part to play like most things that God does. We have our part. He has his part. One, I would say the youth leader needs to model passion for prayer. You can bring in a guest speaker to talk about prayer. You can even do little prayer things here and there, 24-7 prayer, because you know that's the right thing to do. But until the youth leader gets really passionate about, I just want to be a man of prayer. I just want to get this right. That will never translate and impact the young people that they're leading. Okay. Now, in impacting the young people, I think it's important to just break things down and show them how easy it actually is to spend time with God. Now, for many people... If you say, okay, we're going to pray for two hours, they're thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to say for two hours? <laughs> or even, what am I going to say for an hour? You know? And, uh, you know, it's, it, it feels like such a daunting task. Like, you know, I, I, I feel like it's run out of words. Well, you've got to understand, prayer has many facets to it. And I want to show you some things you can do in your personal life, as well as teach young people to do, that actually makes prayer a lot more accessible and easy to engage with so one uh worship we talk about worship as uh when we worship we come into agreement with who god is when we pray we come into agreement with what he wants to do so when we worship we come into agreement with who god is but when we pray many times we come into agreement with what god wants to do that's one of the dimensions of prayer however worship is also a dimension of prayer See in Lord's Prayer, it says, uh, well, it's not the Lord's Prayer, it's more the disciples' prayer. But the point is, he taught his disciples to pray like this it says, When you pray, one, say. Now that's very important. I do believe in meditative prayer because I have that. I do that all the time. I have some time of being quiet before God. But when Jesus talked about prayer, he says, When you pray, say, say, words, speak. It's not just thinking. It is didn't say when you pray, think. Now, nothing wrong with meditating, but there's something powerful about releasing words about speaking and i find that sometimes many young people get silent oh i don't know what to say i don't want to pray maybe in a corporate prayer meter on their own they just like it's amazing how people have a lot to say about everything else and then when they when it's time to pray everyone just shuts down nothing to say so we have to learn how to encourage people to speak. But the Lord's, the, the, that prayer, when he told his disciples, he says, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is worship. You're coming before God with a posture of humility in worship. So worship is a huge part of prayer. When I think of my prayer life, I don't think of my prayer life disconnected from worship. Now, look at what we have to us today. We have incredible amounts of worship resources online. I mean, just go on YouTube, there are worship sets that last for two hours, three hours. Mm -hmm. There's worship sets that last for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. You could find something that you feel connects with your heart and put that on right there and lay on your face and just worship God. How about that? That is part of your prayer life. In fact, I find that a lot of my intercession, and that's a whole big word and dimension of prayer, comes many times out of my connection in worship. When I learn to connect with God in the how to worship, things come out of that. So, a big part of my prayer life is worship. Encourage people to spend a good amount of time in worship. Secondly, the Word of God. When I think of my prayer life, I don't think of it disconnected from my Bible time because the Word of God is the written Word, but it's an invitation for me to encounter the living Word. You can read the Word until the point where it starts to speak to you. You're not just reading it. You're hearing a voice in the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, so people are just thinking, oh, it's just, I just need to read my Bible. That's what I've been asked to do. No, no. You have to see the Bible as a means to communicate to right. God, but also hear God communicating to you. And when you spend time in the Word, actually what happens many times is the Word also starts to shape your prayer language. Okay. You start to understand how God thinks, and how God speaks. And you, you begin to put that into your communication with God. So you don't just read the word. You meditate the word. You sing the word. You memorize the word. You mm. proclaim the word. There are different dimensions or facets of, commu- of engaging with the word of God. And in fact, in addition to everything I've said, you also pray the word. I mean, something some people may not have considered doing is actually reading, especially the New Testament, reading scriptures in there, and as opposed to just reading it. Like, okay, Matthew 6, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pause after you've read that and pray about what you just read. And what you could do is take that and turn into prayer. Lord, I'm reading your word right now. And it says, when I go into my room, I should shut the door. I want to do this more. Father, would you show me more about what this looks like in my life? What, what does it mean, God, to shut the door when I go into my room to pray? What does that look like for me, God? Take a pause. Pray some more as more things come to mind, I guarantee you, as you begin to take the verses and pray them out, your mind will start to, things will start, in fact, as you begin to journal, journal is a good thing, I don't journal all the time, as you begin to write things, a lot more starts to come, things start to stir in your heart, now those are two things, I've got a lot more, but I'll pause there for yeah. now, because you might want to come in and that as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um yeah,
0: you know IHOP, International Yeah, House Yeah, of right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mike Bickle yes. and those guys. So, there was this guy, I don't even remember what his name is, but he did a teaching, and it was probably about 2004, 2005. And, and a friend of mine uh, said, Man, you got to hear this. It's going to change your prayer life. He was like, It's just, it's amazing. And uh, this guy did this teaching on read it, write it, uh, sing it, say it, pray it. Okay. And I, I, we, we adapted it different. None of us can sing. We're not as good as a singer as Tim here. <laughs> so we took out the singing thing uh, just for our own sake and we just read it, write it, say it, pray it. And it was a lot of what you're just saying. Yes, absolutely. You, you, you get a scripture. And we actually did this with our, with our young people uh, in Brooklyn. There was, uh, there was a few there at like a boys group and um, got tired of, of how do we do this? How do we do this? Let's just, let's just try to apply this teaching to them. And so we gave them all journal, a cheap journal, and um, just said, here's a verse. Don't read a chapter. No, no, That here's just one verse. And we want you to write it down every day ten times.
2: Wow. And so
0: they wrote it down. It, it, they would read it. They would write it. So it was something about everything from every period, every comma, word for word you're reading it, you're reading it, you're writing it. And it wasn't just writing in the journal, but we like post-it notes. This is before smartphones and stuff like that. Um, But they had post-it notes and we would tell them like, read this, keep reading it, keep it in your pocket when you're bored come out here and if you guys can sing sing make a jingle about it make a rap about wow. it make something about it wow. so you're you're reading it you're writing it you're saying it because one of the things you're saying about like you know you're praying it but it's just hearing yourself yes you're hearing, hearing it even if it's yourself that's saying it, yes you're hearing it faith comes by hearing, hearing. and hearing of Absolutely. the word and you could stir your own faith you could stir your own self um and then, uh, yeah, it was read it, write it, say it, and then it was pray it. Exactly what you said. Yes. You're praying it, God. How do I apply this to my life, God? And then, and sometimes I would pray some of the prayers that Paul would uh, would do, and we would encourage him to do yes. that. And there's some amazing things that happen. I, I guess I'm just echoing what you're saying and Absolutely. saying. You know what? I'm right there with you, and it, it's, it's such an amazing thing.
1: This is so helpful, James. And uh, one of the things I think we face in terms of a challenge in youth ministry of helping our young people to engage in prayer. Is that prayer is not like an instant messenger, <laughs> uh, and you know we live in it's particularly in youth culture. It's a it's a it's an instant world, isn't it? I want to get hold of my friends. Yeah, I'll yeah, Snapchat yeah, yeah, yeah. them. I'll send the message, and the message will be there for eight seconds, and it it will be gone. You know, I want to find out how to do something. I want to learn about something. I don't need to go down to the library and yeah. find a book and study it. I go on YouTube I go, and I find Google. a tutorial, and I, yeah, or I Google it, or and it's there and it's instant information. And so. How do we help young people who are so used to the instant? I do something, I put it into my phone, and there's the picture. There's the info that I need. There's the person I want to speak to. It's immediate. It's instant. And that is how we live our lives in almost everything. And yet in prayer, we need to learn to be still. Mm. We need to learn to wait. wait. We need to learn to, as you talked about last month, persevere. Yes. How do we help young people to, to go against the grain of their everyday experience in yeah. prayer and to kind of endure and, and push through when, when the answers, when, when the uh, learning to pray doesn't come, boom, like that in an instant. Yeah, How do yeah. we do that?
2: I think um, one of the ways is we, we need to stir up appetite, spiritual appetite. A lot of our appetite is based on very physical, natural things. So we are gratifying our flesh a lot more quickly. And we, you know, like you were saying, it's all instant this, instant this, everything is instant. But we need to teach people, we need to uh, uh, teach in a way that stirs up spiritual hunger in the hearts of people. And in fact, I was saying this upstairs, um, in one of our sessions that, natural losing your appetite in the natural when you're not hungry in the natural is a sign something is wrong the same thing spiritually when you lose your spiritual appetite is a sign that something is wrong and when you have your spiritual appetite that appetite drives you to do things okay and one of the things gonna drive you to do is pray now we need to understand that for many people maybe you're 16 or 17 or 20 or 25 it's taken you 25 years to formulate habits that's got you where you are where, in, the, in the way you live, in the way you think, in the way you do life. So it's taking you all these years of accumulation of different ways, good and bad, and you where you are right now. And many people want to just say a prayer one moment and everything of 25 years in terms of lifestyle, thought patterns, and habits just shift. You've got to understand that it takes time for certain things to work itself out from not just, okay, we know when you get saved, your spirit is saved, your soul is being saved, you know, and your body will be saved in the resurrection. Okay, so God is doing a work of sanctification in us. The work of the spirit being born again, that's something that God does. You confess your sins. God does a supernatural work of, of reviving your spirit but the work of the soul is a process. But many people want such an instant uh, manifestation of that work that they don't submit to the process. And we have to understand, just like in the natural, I think I used the idea of going to the gym. You don't go one, one day, do some weights, and expect the next day you have all the muscles you wanted and look exactly as you want. We have to almost, train our young people to begin to see spiritual things as that kind of a process yes you could be instantly born again and say well the work of sanctification is a process the work of god renewing your mind is a process it doesn't just happen all in one moment It's an accumulation of day in day out and one of the concepts that helps me to communicate this is this idea that uh, spiritual maturity is the consistent application of elementary things and not the occasional application of spectacular things to grow in the spirit and to be spiritually mature, to grow deeper in your walk with God, there has to be our consistency in the application of the simplest things but many times we miss the spiritual by going after the spectacular we miss, we want we want everything to be big and instant and explosive and i you know i don't know what angels i don't know visions we want all the big stuff but by going after this conference and this man of god woman of god this event this worship event this so by going after all these semi spectacular things we miss the consistent application of the elementary things that are essential for maturity so i think what we need to do is we need to train our young people to see spiritual things as they really are and that is not instant coffee instant mcdonald's instant whatever it's yeah. Actually, a process, and we need to be an example. I think testimonies showing people the fruits of intimacy with God, showing people what it looks like, the benefit of that. I'm telling you, when people begin to see what it's like to really go after God and the impact that has on your life, when you begin to teach young people these things, and I've seen this with some of the young people I've worked with. Something in them is awakened to want to really go hard after God. And one of the things I say to them is, you know, when you read the scriptures, there's nothing in the Bible that says you cannot walk with God like Moses did or like Paul did or like any of these great apostles did. Nothing in scripture that says you can't have that. The only thing that is stopping you is you. I know the enemy is out there. Yes, the enemy tries to stop you too. But really, your hunger, your desire, my desire, that is what stops us. When we begin to say, God, we want to go after this. We want to depress into your presence. We want to know you more. We're initiated into a process. And that process is not necessarily something that happens overnight. Okay, my last point on this whole idea of trying to help young people understand. It takes time. I say, sometimes when I'm speaking, I say, you know, I'm speaking right now. In front of a crowd of i don't know how many people i say the fact that i'm standing in front of you speaking right now does not mean that you know me you're encountering an aspect of my personality Mm -hmm. and who i am but you will never know me just by me speaking here um just like i would say you're not going to know god at a conference Mm -hmm. now you can encounter god but if you're going to know god it's going to take time yeah (laughs) just like every significant relationship That means a lot to you in your life right now. Mm. You've invested time in it. You've spent a lot of time with that person, and you've had a lot of dialogue, a lot of communication, and you've got to know them over time. In the same way, you're not going to know God just in one moment. You can encounter God, but it's going to take time for you to know God, and you need to be ready to invest that time. Mm. But every time you spend in prayer, is never wasted.
1: really really great we 're recording this this episode uh, at limitless festival and uh, I saw on Instagram a, a few moments ago that someone had taken some notes from my talk last night oh, wow. uh, in in within their Bible and they had drawn this really uh brilliant piece of artwork uh, and they 'd like put the main points of the message and they 'd they'd they'd done an like a, a literal illustration a, a drawing that was kind of representing how god was speaking to them through the message and what i could see from that um is two things one is that they had understood that god is meeting them and speaking to them through who he has made them to be. That is an uh, obviously, uh, clearly you could see from the picture on Instagram, an arty person. And they were, they were spending time with God through the personality that they had and the gifts that they'd given them. But the other thing that I could clearly see from the drawing is that would have taken time mm. for, for, for her to do that. Mm. And, and I think that, that she has, whether she would be able to articulate or not, I don't know, but I think she kind of has realized a couple of things. One is when we come to God, we do it authentically mm-hmm. and, and I don't yeah. try to pray like James Aladdin or, or, or Dustin Rubio. I, I need to learn to pray like Tim Alford. Like God's made you, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and also like exactly what you're saying, I, I, I need to take that time to, yes. to be with God. So I, I'm, I'm with God authentically. And I, I'm with God over, over time. You can't yes. rush it. You know, you can't you can't microwave intimacy with Jesus. You know, it's I want
2: to I want to comment on that yeah. because that's part of another thought in my mind about just one of the concepts I have in mind when I think about the need to invest time in prayer. Um, I'm a musician and I play keys. And there was this keyboard I had a while back, very nice. Um, motif ES. It's a Yamaha Motif SX. Anyway, these keyboards, even the Nord, some of these keyboards, they can do so many things. As in, they're capable of doing some of the most incredible things. If I would go on a laptop, an Apple Mac in front of us right now, these machines are capable of doing some of the most incredible things. Now, if all you know how to do is just to turn on the keyboard and play the piano, that's great, and you can get great sound with that. But if you want to exhaust the capabilities of that machine, mm you would have to spend time with that machine. And you would have to spend time with the manual that tells you about the machine. And you have to practice a lot of stuff out with that machine for you to be able to exhaust and use it to its fullness. So I I think sometimes spiritual things can be like that. We, We have ideas of God, and yes, that's right. Many of them are right. Some things are wrong. But as we spend time with God... We go deeper, so to speak, into the manual, into the word. We start to understand how God works. And these things are very essential for us growing in our work with God. They don't happen overnight. It does take time. Right now, I don't know. I've, I've been a Christian since I was probably about 11. And I am. it's like the more I know of God, I'm like, God, I know nothing. <laughs> the more I encounter God, the more I realize I actually don't know God. Now I do, but I don't. Because he's endless and there's so much more I realize I don't know as I encounter more of him. So God is just endless. And we've got to have that mindset of wanting to journey in knowing God. It takes time to know God.
1: James, this is just so good. And so I'm just going to ask you to wrap up. And I know you said you had a load of things, but you, we only really delved deeply into two of them. But give us the headlines of those five or six things, those practical things that we can utilize to help young people to engage in prayer. So,
2: yeah, one of the things we talked about was the word of God, engaging the word. Another, another one was worship. Another one is uh, waiting on God is a forgotten Oh, today, learning how to be still in the presence of God. Another one is praying in tongues. Another one is um, uh, intercession. And one of the ways I would do that sometimes is make a list of things I want to pray into maybe needs, people, things going on in my life, things going around me. That I want to spend time praying to, you know, write that down. Um, another one is um, uh, I, would, I, would, I would normally put this as a separate then to necessarily pray in the word even though it is praying the word is taking the prayers apostolic prayers of the new testament and incorporating them into my prayer if you don't know what that is look at ephesians 1 what paul prays regularly for the church colossians 1 9 what paul prays regularly for the church is good for me to pray regularly for myself so i take some of these prayers and i incorporate them um now those are just some examples okay there's probably about six or so things I've said there. What I tend to say to people generally is, if you try to incorporate all of those ideas into a time of prayer, 15 minutes is not enough. 30 minutes is really not enough. Sometimes an hour is not enough because it's not a formula I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to show different ways to which you can engage in prayer there's sometimes where an hour for me is just i'm getting into the presence of god and i'm just worshiping sometimes another hour is just i'm praying in tongues sometimes another hour is i'm just spending time in the word sometimes another hour is i'm waiting on god and just being still and every time i have with god does not necessarily look the same like, okay i'm gonna have five minutes of this i five minutes of this it always looks different but the point i'm trying to make is these things i'm saying are help me in even engaging with God when I've got a good amount of time, like I might set myself three hours, four hours, and I want to just spend time with God. I I have an idea of where I can start in my time. I'm not thinking, oh God, I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to do. If I have nothing to say, I might just have a time just to wait and be still. The point is, It's actually not as hard as people think it is. What is hard, however, is saying no to the flesh because the flesh does not want to do that and it's hard on the flesh. But as soon as you learn how to push through those flesh barriers, you're going to break through into some some incredible things in God. I think it's very crucial that people understand the different facets of prayer.
1: Which is so good and that brings us kind of full circle to what you said last month, which is that desire without discipline dissipates. So here we go youth leaders, there's a whole load of things you can try in your own personal life and to help your young people engage with prayer, worship, Word, waiting on God, praying in tongues, intercession, and praying through the prayers of the scripture, the apostolic prayers in the New Testament. Go try those things out in your own life. Go try those things out with your young people and James Ladderin, thank you so much for joining us on the Limitless Leadership Podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. We want to make sure that the Limitless Leadership Podcast is tackling the issues that affect you in youth ministry. So email us at info at to let us know the issues you'd like us to discuss stay in touch with us on social media we're at limitless elam on twitter instagram snapchat facebook and youtube don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through itunes or however you get your podcast see you next time